Hello and welcome to the Reference Point Podcast. I am your host, Paulo, and I am joined by my two very lovely co-hosts, Matthew and Anthony. What's up, guys? Hi. Today we are filming our very first episode. We are here inside the ref room at Honor Roll Records. And today we are going to be talking about the book of Boba Fett. Absolutely. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. And by the way, I just want to make a quick note. Uh, for those who haven't actually seen the Book of Boba Fett yet, no worries. We're going to be having a non-spoiler segment first. Then we're going to jump into spoilers. So we'll give you a nice warning far in advance when we're going to start diving deep into spoilers. That way, you know, if you don't want to get spoiled, you can maybe tune out, uh, watch the show, then come back and uh, listen to what we have to say, basically. Right? Yep, you know it. Uh, I also do want to make a, another quick note of something. Uh, we've been getting a lot of requests before our first episode to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, which is like a really big deal right now. Uh, we all... Should I? Should I? We all love the movie, yeah. I'm, I'm, it I'm was gonna, insane. I'm going to so give good. a brief thought on a, that. I enjoyed it quite a bit. There you Gu go. Guys, go watch it if you haven't already before taking out of IMAX. <laughs> yes, I think they <laughs> might have maybe. But uh, regardless, <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> um, we've been getting a lot of requests for that. What we will do is maybe hold off the talk for Spider-Man No Way Home uh, until end of March, April -ish. When the Blu-ray's out. Exactly. Basically, we want to wait until the Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K UHD disc come out. Uh, we're going to revisit the film maybe a few more times, really let it sink in, really let it marinate. We've seen every other film a million times. Uh, so I think we should maybe see this one a few more, I I'd say. Of uh, course. So stay tuned for that uh, in those uh, upcoming months. Um, but and now... Yeah. The Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. So non-spoiler review, non-spoiler. Paul, you want to maybe take it away? Or? Yeah. So uh, overall, the series is about Boba Fett and what he was doing post-Mandalorian Season 2. In this series, Boba Fett has essentially taken over as the crime lord of Tatooine, taking over Bib Fortuna, who had taken over Jabba the Hutt. And we basically see his struggle with keeping and retaining his power now overall as for the series i enjoyed it it had a lot of moments that were amazing but also just had some moments that kind of takes you out of story a bit or has you sort of being like really was was that the best they could have come up with my honest opinion was that the show was the definition of mid it's it wasn't too interesting so much potential that they missed out on i just i gotta say guys i was very disappointed with the show i am leaning a little bit more towards anthony maybe somewhere in the middle but more towards anthony to be honest i i, I feel like this show was one gigantic missed opportunity when it hit its highs it, it hit some high highs they were soaring like a jetpack absolutely some of the i wouldn't even say that you wouldn't i don't think that? the highs are as high as something in mando season two Fair. Fair. I disagree, Gary. It is very difficult to talk about. Without uh, spoilers. Without spoiling anything. I do feel overall, however, that the show had some massive pacing issues. Um, editing choices that I, I, I don't particularly agree with. I would, I would say a lack of modern story, like, like the up-to-date story. Like the well, modern-day okay. Boba Fett well, story. Well, it's not really a spoiler, but part of the series is told through flashbacks while the other part is told in through the, the present, present day, day post mando and i'm saying two. that the present day wasn't as interesting as it should have been or could have been absolutely that i agree with 100 percent. very very underdeveloped plot to be honest with you yeah um and without spoiling anything uh <laughs> the more you watch the show the more you realize huh there's been a lot of wasted time and there is hardly any time left to cover anything particularly interesting in my opinion uh, yeah at least that's what i felt watching the show you're gonna hit episode five of the series and be like damn we're like almost done like <laughs> and you've and it's almost the over story of boba fett his modern story still hasn't kicked in it's mm -hmm. a bit ridiculous to an extent yeah so uh overall those i i would say those are our general impressions um Oh, I want to talk about spoilers so bad. Do we do we dive in or? I want to dive in. I feel gonna, I feel bad for the. We're gonna for dive the, in. We're, we're gonna, gonna dive, dive in head first into the Sarlacc's mouth. Come okay, on. guys. So here is your spoiler warning. Please, again, if you have not 
seen Book of Boba Fett and you do not want to be spoiled, please check out right now because uh, we're about to spoil it in three, two, one. Cad Bane is in the show, but before we get there, but before we get, oh my there, god, Cad Bane, guys, what the heck? Luke before, Skywalker, what the hell? Rogu, Rancor. Okay, but he before, wrote it. All right, maybe the best, maybe like the a best, bantha. maybe the best thing to do. Oh my god, maybe the best thing to do would be uh, let maybe let, maybe let's go in order. Okay, of the yeah. series of the series. Yeah. So we all thought that you know we're, our feelings are pretty lukewarm, yeah. right? Pun very much not intended there. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, at the beginning of the show, I was like, really, I was in. Mm-hmm. I was 100% in. You know me, I love all the flashback stuff. Agreed. Right. It's just the way they chose to kind of put it together, which allowed the show to completely fall apart, in my it, opinion. It was a little jarring, in fact, I would well, say. Okay, here's the thing. Episode one starts, right? We're kind of left off with, um, we're, 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 we're sucked right into where we were left off at the end of Mando season two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, Boba's in that chair. <laughs> He's got some, got some funny banter with that guy there, the the, the mayor's assistant. Yeah, right? Major Domo. <laughs> Him. Um, and, and I'm in. Was that his name or was that his title? I don't know. A bit of both, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was just pure comedic relief at that, he, at that point. He was born for the role. <laughs> now, his name is Major. <laughs> something that Major we're going to talk Domo. about a lot are the flashbacks. Episode yeah. one, I was really digging the way they chose to incorporate the flashback. And then they, they just chose to continue repeating yeah, that the, same exact trope. The, the Parks and Rec uh, jumping out of the Sarlacc. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I, I like the idea of the back to tank. I, I thought it was uh, it was it was a great uh, point in the story, and 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 great plot device because he he needs to heal, right? Obviously, yeah. yeah. He really does. The man was so, soaking in uh, Sarlacc juices. He was mm-hmm. turning to a nice boba steak. Absolutely. So um, I kind of be like Joe Rogan, you know? <laughs> Yo, he kind of did in yeah. some shots. It's <laughs> like Yo. a bit trippy. This is going on Spotify, so let's. Uh, we don't want to piss off Neil Young. Uh, let, let's. Hey. <laughs> I'm trying to get a hundred mil deal out of this, guys. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, I felt like inserting those flashback scenes while he was in the back to tank was a uh, was not necessarily an innovative way, but uh, it felt organic. Yeah. It, it felt like it was properly woven into the story. Okay. And I'm all for episode one being a majority of flashback because, you know, we got what we wanted to see for 30. Well, I haven't been, I'm not 30 years old, but what <laughs> a lot of fans have been waiting to see for over 30 years, right? Yeah. The return of Boba Fett. A sequel to episode Fett six. Coming out of that <laughs> Sarlacc pit. Great imagery. It was a bit. Maybe short-lived, but I, I felt like we got what we needed to see. But it was just enough. Like, it wasn't too, too short-lived. And it was yeah. also portrayed in a way, like, you, Paolo, you were telling me about, like, it was very... Um, ho- got, it had a lot of horror elements, right? Yeah, because um, the way they brought back uh, Fett was they did it in a very zombie-like yeah. fashion. Like, yeah, 100%. You had one yeah. gauntlet shoot out of the sand, <laughs> a second, mm-hmm. and then he just pulls himself out. His armor is destroyed. Yep. He yeah. looks undead. And, like, using that imagery, it's like, you know, Boba Fett is back from the dead. Mm. And I really dug that. I was I was thinking to myself when the episode was first playing, I was like, oh, crap, this is, like, this is nuts because yeah. he's just, he's zombie Boba Fett, but he's alive. And, you know, then later I found out it's a big reference to Parks and Rec, which was just yeah. wild, but... Well, okay, well, we don't know if they were, like, intentionally it's, making... It's, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's crazy how coincidental I, I don't think it was it intentional. It's just kind of like, you know... Maybe you should at John Favreau on Twitter or something. See at Patton Oswalt, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, guys, you got to ask him, uh, did you purposefully reference Parks and Rec? <laughs> so, you know... Other than episode one being a little bit maybe short-lived, very yeah. short episode, very, very yeah, short I episode felt, for and, a season and, premiere. And I felt like the, the modern story in episode one wasn't exactly like Which I'm insane. cool with. That I'm fine it was with. Like a, it was like a nice slow start almost. Exactly. So yeah. my expectations from that point on were, I would say, high. There, I, I definitely I definitely was looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Like, I was intrigued. I, I would say yeah, yeah. I had high expectations. And I knew that the present day storyline hadn't really kicked in yet. So yeah, we exactly. didn't, we weren't really seeing the full potential of what the story could be. We we're getting a lot of backstory from they, Boba. They had gotten a good idea and yeah. I you like you just feel like they're going to take it in a good direction, you know? The 100%. ball started rolling. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> move on to episode two, which I feel, and you guys agree with me that I know for sure, <laughs> easily one of the, I feel like a majority of people. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, every, after every episode, we just talk on the phone for like three hours. It'll be like, more yeah. or less, yeah. <laughs> that, that that episode was incredible. Episode mm-hmm. two was fantastic. I, I loved was, it. 
honestly way more flashback than I was expecting. I, I honestly I wasn't even expecting any more flashbacks mm-hmm. from that point on, right? Well, at the end of episode one, what happens with the Raiders? Where is he left off with them? I think it's they. He just started. I think he just gets respect. picked up by them. Just okay, okay. No, so actually, he was, no. He was the slave, right? He was. Yeah, a slave. yeah, yeah. With yeah. Uh, some were. Yes. Uh, okay, so sorry, my mistake. I was expecting at the time more flashback. Was I expecting necessarily an entire episode devoted devoted to that? No. But what I got from that episode was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Tuscan Raiders for a second, yeah. okay? Oh yeah. Wow. Talk about taking. Characters that have always been portrayed in a in a generic, negative, antagonistic, and like Anthony told me at one point, savage like yeah, um, uh, nature. Sure, yeah. yeah. That's how they're always portrayed. They're essentially always kind of creatures. Like you always had. Like, they're not characters. Yeah, you okay. had like your offshoots, like of like specific characters, but as a whole, they were, they were just set dressing for yeah a bigger universe almost. yeah set dressing to, to to show why Tatooine is such a horrible mm-hmm. place that's yeah, basically that's, there's just one other reason right. that's why I loved the Mando season one or two I don't remember it had it given a them a Calican episode uh, so yeah so season, season one, one. Yeah. It, they had started to give them a bit of development with the sign language and everything I always yes, love yes. that it's like okay for we're sure starting to see that. a bit of this yeah, yeah. that was cool I love so, that right yeah. so what this show does is basically give them an incredible amount of depth, mm-hmm. make you genuinely care about the Tuscan Raiders in a way, because they're also linked to the title character. I love their interaction. I thought it was wonderful. And the general impression that we all were getting of the show at that point in, in time was, oh, okay, this show is going to be a commentary about indigenous rights. Yes. Mm-hmm how it was their land first and then it was taken away they make a comment about that too i believe yeah, in one of I the remember. episodes right even their culture itself the is, culture is so well it, represented it's taken from like a variety of different tribes across the u.s canada yeah. i think even uh south america like mm-hmm. it was just a very nice change because it was something that was real like we had like uh the powwow we had the um like the visions um you know, just like, just their lives, like their lifestyle, everything was just nice because it was real. Absolutely. And it gave the audience something to learn, like. For sure. And it's I learned so- more about the, the Tuscans in like five minutes than I had in the entire <laughs> other nine Star Wars saga. live action movies. Yeah. And on top of this, it's, um, it makes you a lot more curious for what they're representing. Like, we always kind of got one sort of representation of native americans you know because of the old wild west movies they, it, it was a trope but now we sure. got something real and i and i i really appreciate that i'm not native american but i can at least see that and, and i i like that another culture is getting represented really nicely right so yeah that that's the that's the impression that we got okay we're getting this show is going to be a, a social commentary mm-hmm. okay but for, but for you know star wars now um and I love the the whole situation with the train, and yeah. seeing Boba's relationship with the Tuscans really start, you know, getting his motivation rolling. Mm-hmm. We understand, okay, we could put one and two together. Like, okay, this is why he wants to take over. I'm assuming it's because he wants to help the Tuscans. He doesn't want th- these people to get slaughtered anymore. Yeah, he doesn't want them to be taken advantage of. Taken advantage of, mm-hmm. right? So. I thought that was wonderful. Episode two leaves us. Uh, Want to talk about the ending of episode two, maybe uh, with um, the huts? <laughs> that, talk about the big elephant I, in the room, not Paolo. But uh, yeah. we, we, we talk about the huts. But what is there to say besides the fact that it feels like a missed opportunity? They show up. Oh, we're gonna we send the chrysanthemum to kill Boba, and then right. uh, but, he fails. And but we don't then, know that. But listen, we're like, we don't sorry, know, boys. <laughs> but here's the thing: we don't know that yet because episode two. Talk about an incredible episode. You bring in the huts. Looking, oh yes, that was episode three. My bad. <laughs> look, yeah, no, no problem. But like, they, they looking better than ever. Looking clearly better than episode four. Great CG, edition. very, uh, very impressive. <laughs> Black Chrysanthemum looking nuts. Like I he, didn't, I didn't know anything about that character. But you want to talk maybe a little bit about uh, Black Chrysanthemum? So for those who don't know, Black Chrysanthemum is actually a character that came from the Marvel comics right. of the reboot, 
in the Darth Vader. Darth Vader number one, I believe, 2015. By uh, Kieran Gillen, right? Exactly. It's the only one I, I actually own, and I'm very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, he appeared, you know, oh. alongside Doctor Afra, which another. I thing. own that one too. I'm, that's, that's I really three. want. I think it's the same issue. No, Doctor Afra. No, is Afra like is issue three. Three, right? Okay. Yeah. So I own that one, and that one's the only two. That, you know, no, I, the I, first arc is a great arc. All I just yeah. want to say is I'm so excited to see Doctor Afra in live action. Anyway, one day, one yeah, day, one day, day, one day. Yeah. So like Black Shantan comes from the comics, and he's always been a sort of comics exclusive character. Right. You know, he fought with Obi Wan mm-hmm. on Tatooine, and that's how yeah. he actually got his scar. He showed up in a variety of other like issues, like the new Bounty Hunter issues. He showed up in bit of the new marvel books at yeah. least they're even so, they're reprinting a marvel tale so it's going to collect all of his issues oh, so in a couple months cool. you can nice. buy it you'll read all about them guys yeah we're, we're basically kind of left with a really really compelling promise in a sense okay this is what the show is going to be it we introduced the two main antagonists of the show the huts right along with their muscle for hire mm-hmm. black chrysanthemum yeah and and the, and the pikes, the pikes were and the set pikes up. are there as well. But they right? were more like, wasn't it more for the flashbacks? Them, from what I remember, right? Yeah. If anything, yeah. the pikes could have served their purpose of just simply being a means of getting Boba to uh, reposition and requestion his place in the world in the, and actually, his role in on the world, even because, in the underworld. You know, the pikes are a really big player with like Black Sun and 100%, the hunt. One hundred percent. Yeah. So Crimson Dawn. from that at that point in, in the show, that's what they're setting up. Mm-hmm. Then we get to episode three and it's like speeder bikes, slowest I've ever seen. But the the huts are like they're like, Okay, ciao, bye. No, they're like, I right, chief, I'm gonna head out. Uh, you're okay, I guess. The huts are literally there to well, spoiler I was gonna say spoiler alert. This but, has been spoiler heavy for yeah. a while now, but to literally give uh a Boba the, a rancor and for Danny Trejo to have a really fun a cameo just Love because you, of Robert Trejo. Rodriguez, right? Yeah. So that's it. And they're gone. And the whole time I'm like, no, no, they must. They must they they're behind they're behind everything. They, they have they, to be coming they back. They just actually didn't even come back. They like, <laughs> they kinda gave a lore reason because like, you know, like they're like, Oh yeah, we're gonna come back for the scraps. But then, but then it's like that's just it's, 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 it's lame. It's lame. Yeah. Episode cares? three made me lose respect for Black Chrysanthemum as a bounty hunter. Okay, <laughs> because mean, the guy tanked could, like thirty freaking. He couldn't kill totally. a naked man. Dude, <laughs> in his mutants. you have to. His mutants. Have he to was understand. about to. He was crushing his back until the the speeder bike kids. Oh, I'm sorry. Those I'm kids sorry. were so lame. He couldn't beat them. My best. My, oh, I'm sorry. The best we were way. Shooting him. <laughs> the best way of killing. A, a man who's asleep is to instead of shooting him in the head pick him up and throw him across the room <laughs> and then give him a big hug way. that's, that's the, the Wookiee way get him at least ripped his arms off you know classic Wookie. anything I mean we got that later I felt oh, like yeah. that fight to be honest was a little underwhelming I loved it it was, okay. it was just nuts but and then Black Chrysanthemum is just kind of shelved <laughs> at least for a, at least for a little bit. That's like one or two episodes. But because he, he does he you know he he's sprinkled in throughout. Right, but okay now. But episode three is the one where it's like okay, a majority of it now won't be flashbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's actually finally start diving deep into the present day story. Cool. And it's and it's the weakest. <laughs> it is painfully uninteresting. Like yeah. Anthony said, it is the weakest material in the season. Easily. I didn't mind it because I like okay, that it was slower. It was like, yeah, it's oh. uninteresting. It's just, yeah. to me, the way I, I interpret it. I love slow it, things. No, no. I, here, I, I love Blade Runner 2049, the slowest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, look, how it is. <laughs> what I liked about it is that Boba Fett is now at this point where he just wants to sit back, live in comfort. Hence why he's becoming a crime boss. He wants to take over. He, wants he barely to- wanted to eat the food. What do you mean live in comfort? <laughs> well, I mean, why else would he want to live in Jabba's palace? But you needed this you fire spray. <laughs> you saw him. He was getting I mean, have you, have you seen how well protected that building is? Jeez. I'd live there. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like... It's, You'd live there because of the Twilight Dancers. And, bah. I mean, who wouldn't? There's a Rancor, too. Yeah, rancor's, rancor, rancor's pretty cute. If, if anyone but, insults um, me, uh, to the pit. To the pit. <laughs> but uh, he, just, he wants to, um, you know, retire. He just wants to take it easy. Sure. Okay. And Maybe so, he's not cut out for this. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh boy, we'll get there. And so the story is going to be very much, you know, subdued. It's going to be a slow story. It's going to be nothing's going to happen in it. But even though nothing was happening, they still didn't take the opportunity to at least push Boba Fett. You know, it's the book of Boba Fett, and we. We're going to get yeah. into this later, but there's not His much His name's on him. the poster, guys. Don't forget. Book yeah. of Boba Fett. But there's not much Boba Fett. That's him. And arguably, you could see the best episodes are the ones where he's back to his original trilogy roots oh, but, but, with one scene. <laughs> <laughs> one scene, no dialogue. No dialogue. Exactly. Listen, um, episode three is the one where it's like, okay, we're going to take a backseat with the flashbacks. And I that, that, that episode almost made me want to turn off the show. Like, I, I couldn't handle it. Okay, but here's the thing. You then in a very underwhelming manner where there's no time for the moment to really resonate and, and marinate for the character and for the audience. Mm -hmm. They wipe out the Tuscans. That yeah. is episode three, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, it's two or three. Or four, is it three or like, four? Either way, there's we not much. Start moving on. <laughs> I mean, there's not much plot we're missing. Yeah, but but they but they wipe them out. Yeah, the first four like, episodes seem like all up and, to one to me. Almost. Right, and it's like, wait a minute. At this at this point, why didn't you just make the flashback segment, one entire episode. Or even start off the series like that. Or yeah. Start off this. Well, I think it would have been good to kind of start off the way they did. Kind of to make you springboard off of Mando season two. I think that's fine. Show the Bacta uh, rejuvenation thing. Then the flashback kicks in. And from and that point on. Till like episode just, two, it's just flashbacks. It's just all flashbacks. It's, it, that's it's, it. it's bringing you up to date with why now. Okay, this is why. Boba feels this way. Mm -hmm. um, this is his motivation. It's clear. And then you're going to now have much more time. Uh, sorry, it'll be much more uh, paced much better that, okay, this is now the present day story from this point on forward. Okay. And it, it could just have much more time to, to breathe. I, w I was getting sick and tired of the flashbacks by episodes three and four. Yeah. I was getting a little annoyed. I, once, I didn't mind it. Yeah. But it's just, I guess it's the content of it. For but me it was, you have to understand why I was getting annoyed though, Paolo. It's because I knew that, like many people knew that this show was going to be six or seven episodes, right? So seven, seven yeah, episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, we're at episode four and we're still in flashbacks. What the hell is going and, on? And then it gets worse. <laughs> and, the, and, then, <laughs> and then when you think the present day, Boba's present day story can't take a backseat anymore. Oh, <laughs> they prove you wrong. They prove, they prove me. But they prove all even for the flashbacks, towards the end, when it started trying to like tie into Mando, he goes and he finds Fennec. I wasn't too intrigued by it either. Like, you know what I mean? I, 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 when the I, Tuscan story ended and they ended it in an yeah. almost lame way. Did we almost need the Fennec? I, it's I didn't we, want that. I didn't need it. kind of new and we could have kind of inferred by just seeing the modded kids. You, you I could have just assumed. I think that whole episode was just to tell us like, okay... How did he get the slave one? How did he? How did he make Fen yeah. Fennec? Yeah, but it's not but, a necessary story point, in my opinion. Like it well, wasn't. It not didn't when need you it have to be a seven-episode series, and then two of those episodes don't even feature your title character. It was off-screen. I could have accepted even, it if the slave one doesn't even show up. He doesn't later, use it so, later on. So well, he does. He he mauls down the. That's uh, a flashback. That's still a flashback. Oh, though. you mean in present day? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like it's like why show us him trying to get it back when. I have no problem with that being an episode, but when the show is as short as it is, and I mean short because let's be honest, Seven there's episodes. five Book of Fet, Book of Boba Fett episodes in the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, five and a half. Oh, yeah, no, five. You know, yeah. I'm not even counting that I'm one just, scene where he has no lines. No, no, I'm just you're, bad at math. <laughs> you're, you're, you're still continuously giving me that Tuscan story, but I, I just feel like by that point in time, they, they didn't allow us to care anymore. Actually, let's like let's actually just also address really the big issue with this is that the Tuscan Raiders were basically swept under the rug. One hundred percent. I now I think you guys disagree with me on this. I think their death is validated in a in a, in a for a story and kind of character motivation standpoint for no. Boba? No. Yeah, you don't agree with me. We're going we're gonna to go, we're gonna take it one, one, like one by one. So you start. like yeah. you know, Describe why. I'm going to give my, my piece. Anthony's going to give his piece. So let's go from there. Of course there. I'm last. I think that rage... <laughs> right. I think that it's just... Here's the problem, okay? I, I know why you don't think it's, it's valid. It's because of the way they choose to wrap up the show. I feel like if they would have really taken advantage of Boba Fett's rageful vengeance against who he thought, you know, killed the... Killed the killed the, the JL. <laughs> I don't know what that was, that logo. It was the Nikto Bikers. Sure. Um, Whatever. Killed them, right? They got gunned down with a biker. And then that reveal later on, which we're going to get to, 
You know what? I'm going to refrain, actually, mm-hmm. from, from talking about why I think it's a good thing. We're going to get there in that episode. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to get there in that episode. If you, want, if you feel like you, 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 know, you can make your point now, you could rest your case. Go for it. Uh, I'll, I'll, like, I'll just yeah. start. It's, um, like for me, I didn't think it was necessary to have them just completely killed off. It was nice having this, you know, this new big change with the, the Tuscans, and it was something I wanted to see more of. I wanted to see these Tuscans tie into Gr- Boba's greater story. I wanted them to kind of become part of Boba Fett's identity. We know Boba Fett as a Mandalorian. We know him as a clone. It would be cool to see him also as honorary Tuscan Raider. Now, you know, they kill off all of his tribe. Essentially, they killed off his, his entire family. That just didn't sit right with me. Partly, you know, you know, they humanized him to the point where I just felt guilty for them. But also, it should have been just, you know, not everyone. Maybe leave a survivor. We got this really great setup with, you know, the child that grew attached to Boba Fett. And the sort of second in command of the Tuscan Raiders. The uh, Tuscan Raider with the, uh, you know, black robes, the special Gaffy stick. If we had kept either one alive, I think that would have just even gone a long way for like Tuscan Raider storytelling for Boba Fett storytelling and even just having that sort of Native American representation which is something that you know it's it's much needed because you know we have this sort of old representation of them through the old westerns and now we got something new and refreshing and then it's just okay well done. you know you know why I think you, you're not a, a huge fan yeah. of, of, of them doing that is because they didn't make you uh, care enough for Boba post-death, post-massacre, okay? That changes a man drastically. He lost his entire family. That could have been an incredible premise for the rest of the show. But the present-day storyline gets so lost that you kind of cease to really care anymore about what's going on because there is nothing going on in the present day. And you know what? I think that's a perfect segue, Anthony. Into my point. <laughs> Not to your point. Uh, okay. Yeah. Do you feel like you could contribute anything else that Paolo, from pa- what Paolo was saying? Or? The, the writers took the easy way out by saying, yeah, I guess they all die. And that's it. It's, no, but that's really what it felt like. It's, it's like one scene devoted to him. It's literally... Barely the- even mourning. God, God, God bless Tamora Morrison. I think he's, an incre- he's incredible. I love him as Boba. But I don't think continuing that stoic and this is not his fault this is like purely in the direction continuing boba's like stoic nature and stoic character even through mourning i don't really feel helped contribute to us caring about their of of his loss really if that makes any sense it's it just they used it as a way to get a really cool scene because you know he got that like he gunned down in cold blood the gangs in his like slave one that was cool right but ultimately i feel like the sacrifice to get there just wasn't justified it, it was invalid it's, i don't know it's i don't know why they just killed them all off and it's almost like they he, then it's like okay he gets his revenge well, they they just look forgot, it, it, it was forgotten later yeah yeah until it isn't in a in a plot twist but we'll get there yeah. i think this is a great segue okay to episode five episode five my favorite of the series. Mine as well. Without a doubt. Yeah. The best episode in the Book of Boba Fett is the one that doesn't feature the title character for not even one second. Technically, if you count uh, his credits at the end, Tamara Morrison, you see his name at the end, but that's about it. Yeah, you shouldn't have gotten first billing on that episode, right? Uh, it's probably a contractual. 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 Words are hard. <laughs> yes, words are hard. Words are hard. What are words? So, yeah. Anyways, so what I love about episode five was, look, it was... A, it was a glimpse into what I thought was going to be Mando season three. Exactly. It's him alone. We see him trying to use the dark here. We get nice references to Star Wars Rebels. I mm. love that. Mm. I live for it. And at the end, he's back on Tatooine. Well, yeah. They're like, yeah. listen. Okay, I don't actually have an issue with episode five at all. Mm-hmm. It's a great episode. Even though it doesn't feature the title character. I think that's fine. If what it, it does is there. it takes what seems to be one of the strongest supporting characters of this series and it devotes an entire episode to that character and i don't think there's anything really wrong with having an entire episode devoted to the mando oh for sure it's it's just that well that plays more in depth of six which we'll talk about in a couple minutes yeah but episode five what i loved about it was just like a great development for mando yeah gave us what i thought was going to be mando season three mando solo back to i don't want to say roots because he was only like that for one episode but it's him like solo taking on 
the world by himself with the dark saber, learning how to use it. I loved every second of him using the dark saber. I thought it was a really, re- it felt valid as a as a as an element to the story because it allows us to understand how Mando gets to Tatooine. Exactly. Right, they introduces new ship, which by the way is like one of the coolest ships I think. I in always Star loved Wars. Naboo starfighters. Same. And now you bring him back. That's good fan service to me. <laughs> that is good That's fan service. Done right. You know, uh, but wow, what a, what a ship. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it, great it, ship. It it brings Mando to Tatooine. We understand his purpose for being there. Everything is fine. Bryce Dallas Howard, might I add, directed the hell out of that episode. Great job. I was very impressed. Incredible. That's Ron Howard's daughter. Yes. Ron Ron Howard, director of Solo, (laughs) Star Wars. Uh, In theaters, May 25th. (laughs) (laughs) That's an inside joke. You just got that burned in your brain, do you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I watched too many promos, guys. He's been saying that for years. Um, But, you know, the episode is incredible. Like, what, 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 what more can I say about that episode, man? Literally, though. It's it's directed, acted, edited to perfection. And it's it's incredible. And it's peak Star Wars, man. You don't mind seeing a side story. It works. Like, yeah. It's one episode. Because... They bring Mando to Tatooine, and at the end of it, you know, it feels justified and to me. And there's ahead, even Paul. a little tease for the future at the end of it, saying, yeah. "Oh, I have to go see someone." Yeah, go, yeah. I was gonna say, it ties into Boba Fett's story perfectly. Yeah, it pushes it a little further, and it ties in well. And it actually does a really great setup for season three because of Mando when he sees the other Mandalorians, he reveals that he took off his helmet, and yeah. they said that he's no longer a Mandalorian, and in order to redeem himself. He's going to have to go back to Mandalore yep. and basically go to the Lost Mines. And uh, I think he has to literally... Prove that he's worthy. Or yeah, something. prove yeah. that he's worthy. And that's going to, you know, like, whatever. That's going to be... We're going to save that for uh, a theory video in the future. But uh, there's a lot of potential there just to start off season three. For sure. Now, and, you know, just I just want to take yeah, a quick yeah. thing. It was also very nice that episode showed us part of the Night of a Thousand Tears where we saw Mandalore's destruction. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. nice. That was cool. It was really well done because it felt genuinely terrifying. It felt it felt real. Yeah, almost. you you were there and you just were taken aback because you just see destruction. You see dead bodies. You see just the um, the K two S O enforcer droids just coming in shooting dead bodies. And it's it's a point where you're just kind of sitting there uncomfortable, and it works so well within the episode. Now, while I was watching the episode, of course. After, you know, I I, sh- I shot you a text. I'm like, hey, did you watch yeah. episode five? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm about halfway through and I'm really enjoying Mando season 2.5. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And I wouldn't really have a problem with that necessarily if we weren't at episode five of seven. <laughs> or, or even if it was a standalone episode. Even which, if it was just that one episode, I think that would have been which, fine or, with me. Or if they had too. condensed every other episode into like like let's say the flashbacks right you condense that you save space and then you take this episode and you move it up earlier into the se- this yeah. season yeah oh okay so you that would okay. work so much better i didn't have an, a huge problem with it per se but i was getting a little bit worried as to you know where is this story going because mm-hmm. boba's present day story like i said before isn't very well developed painfully uninteresting <laughs> it's painfully uninteresting and this episode kind of like rejuvenated my faith in the season even though sure. it really didn't have anything to do directly with boba's story but i digress my only main issue with that episode is at the very end when he does tease off like oh i got to, i gotta go see somebody to me episode six of yeah. the show is what kind of reinforces everyone's major critique that mm-hmm. okay it just became mando season three because while season well excuse me while episode five was season two point five, episode six confirmed with me that no this is Mando season three not even two point five. He mm-hmm. sees Grogu again. He sees CGI Luke Skywalker, which looks twenty times better than he did in Mando season two. Thank God. Absolutely. Right, listen, hats off to voice. the VFX artists. Seriously, I, I believe they hired that guy who did the, the deep, deep fake guy. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Whatever they did, wow. Yeah. It was very convincing. Nobody online is really complaining about episodes five and six as standalone episodes, okay? Because yeah. it is peak Star Wars. I think it's incredible. It's just that when you when you when you put it within a season and you're completely taking <laughs> away the spotlight from the main title character, you have to wonder, like, okay, well, what what point does this serve then in the story? Yeah. And it ultimately doesn't really serve 
much of anything it, at all. It ties in it, a little bit to episode seven, but it, not enough to justify not its enough existence. To justify its existence. And to me, what they could have done was just taken episodes five and six, or maybe not even five, but at least six. Okay. Mm-hmm. All that Luke and Yoda training, uh, baby. Excuse me, Grogu, Grogu, Grogu chain, training. Uh, they look so similar. <laughs> He's like a tiny Yoda. Needed to be left aside. I don't think Grogu had a place in this story. I don't think he belonged. And to me, at the end of episode five, having Mando say, like, I really want to go see someone, yeah. but I made a promise to a friend, to Boba, and I have to follow the creed. A promise is a promise, right? He mm-hmm. made, says something like that in episode sure. seven. That, to me, would have made Mando's side of the story far more compelling because he wants to see Grogu. He want that that's his main priority. He has his new ship and he could go see him. But he chooses not to. He chooses to stay. And that co- creates an inner conflict within him. And mm-hmm. it's also showing yeah. like it, I know what you're about to say. It's, yeah. it's like Grogu's story about the attachment. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. And it allows the audience to have more time to await for their reunion. Yeah. By the by by Mando season two, I was like, wow, what's gonna happen? How long is, are we going to have to... I guess we're going to have to wait until Mando Season 3 to see any resolution. I don't mm-hmm. even think they're going to maybe even do it in the season premiere of that. No, but I thought it'd be like even Season 4 maybe before they get reunited. Honestly? No, they wouldn't do that. Honestly, I didn't even think they were going to even bring back Baby Yoda. I thought that was... That, so, okay, that I said there's no chance. So that to me is crazy, but you know, it, it gets you thinking about mm-hmm. things like that. But to me... It shows um, a lack of confidence and it shows a... Yeah. There, there's a lack of restraint almost. It's like, well, we have to give the fans what they want. Let's address it now. And it, it's also like I had said, it's some, for somebody who... Let's say somebody in the future watches Mando and they yeah. go from Mando season two. Yeah. The season ends with Luke taking away Baby Yoda and you're like, wow, that's a powerful moment. Okay, Wow. Luke looks kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> then we go right into Mando season three. Because, you know, Disney Plus doesn't give you Book of Boba Fett right after you finish season two. It gives you sure. season three. And the first episode, they're already reunited. You're going to be like, but what? what? <laughs> like, but that's why there's the episode recap at the beginning. That, that to me is... Ins- <laughs> well, yeah, but that's a bit insulting almost. Yeah, I just, I, people I, skip recaps when, when you just watch the whole season. Now, you know. again, if, if this had a really, really integral excellent place within boba's present day story okay but it doesn't it ties into star wars not boba fett exactly 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 guys like i said before book of boba fett <laughs> who was supposed to be the book of boba fett <laughs> not the book of luke <laughs> we're, we're, uh, editor put that on the screen the meme right here all right thank you i <laughs> it's yeah it's it's not that it was a bad episode per se but just it should have been a Mando season three episode, and I'm sorry, but Grogu should have never been in the story. And at the very least, if you wanted to include that, if Filoni felt compelled to direct an episode like mm-hmm. that, God forbid he could show a little bit of restraint with uh, fan service. Right, God forbid. But you know, whatever. If they wanted to do that, like I said, they could have easily condensed everything, moved it up, moved yeah. the show up, and then episode six had anything to do with Mando's side of the story, not even Luke and Grogu's training, but Mando's side of the story. Why not incorporate Boba on his trip to go to uh, Freetown? Why not? Yeah. W- why does Mando have to go alone to talk Boba with Boba has Cop- to pitch to Freetown and be like, yo guys, you know, we need your help. <laughs> that could have an interesting conflict. A sheriff who's like always been for the law versus a bounty hunter who kind of takes the law into yes. his own And also hands. he's wearing, Cobb Vanth had his armor, had his guys, armor. don't forget. <laughs> it allows Boba to plead his case as to why he needs their help. It creates a bond then between Cobb Vanth and Boba. And mm-hmm. when Cobb Vanth ends up getting... <laughs> Cooked. <laughs> Cooked by Cat Bane. That's episode six. We could say Cat Bane. Cat Bane. Cat Bane. You know, it would have potentially done something more for Boba himself. Maybe oh, feeling sure. guilt. Mm-hmm. Anything. Like, maybe I should have left him like, you know, half a chest piece. <laughs> there's, there's no reason why Boba couldn't join Mando on that voyage. Hell, honestly, he was taking I, a bath, maybe. Maybe he was taking another bath. Like, this is a little bit out there this is also a little bit more fan servicey why didn't he just accompany mando to luke's planet him going off world amidst all that chaos i can understand why he wouldn't yeah I know, I but so that that, that's that's a bit too much I of a also, deviation but no but to further prove my point boba has no place in that side of the story 
Maybe yeah. he's making amends with Luke. What amends does he have to make with him? I doubt Luke really, even sorry, remembers. Sorry, they, they haven't spoken one line to each other. He doesn't need a man. No, That's uh, bad sorry, service sorry, at I, I, Sorry, I kidnapped your friend and uh, <laughs> well, uh, let, let your sister be a, uh, a slave. It's wasted time. It's, yeah. it's wasted time. It's, it's, I, don't I, I don't need to see that. Like, I don't care. Guys know. Like, <laughs> so up, in the, until, up until this point in the series, we have a bunch of flashbacks. Very little present day stuff. And then anything else that is present day doesn't even surround Boba at all. Guys, we have one episode left. But no, actually, we don't. Because Cad Bane. Let's, let's talk about Cad Bane for a second, okay? Great guy. The second I see... I love his hat. Classic hat. Great hat. The second I see that silhouette in the distance, that Tatooine desert, I, I'm I, like, they did not bring in Cad Bane. This is fantastic. I thought, I'm not going to lie, guys... I low-key thought it was hip. Kira at first. Oh my god, you're literally. <laughs> but the then worst. when I saw, but then when I saw the hat, I'm like, no, that's Cad Bane. Cad Bane. <laughs> I, I got spoiled that Cad Bane showed up. No, I didn't have no spoilers. But like, it was kind of considering because look, we're, let's take a look at his relationship with Boba Fett. In the Clone Wars, they actually had an arc together, which you know ultimately got cut. And but they did know, have a lot of time together in the Clone yeah, Wars. He basically became Boba's mentor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, the the sort of finale of that got cut. Yeah. Right. You know, it shows us how Boba Fett got the dent in his helmet. And it shows why Cad Bane has a, has a, a back metal of a plate <laughs> on his head. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like freaking plate face style from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And, uh, yeah, like that's sort of their history, you know, Clone Wars stuff. So it makes sense to bring him in. But it, it, it's addressed in a weird way where they kind of dance I, I around don't, I it. don't consider it. I, I wouldn't say they danced around it was it necessary though. at all because they never took any of the potential of that story to like what it should have been. Absolutely not. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> that, that's more in seven, though. Say, How Boba Fett feeling? left Cad Bane disfigured. <laughs> it's something I could have at least. But 100%. that's my point. 100%. To me, it just felt like fan service in the end. Okay. How are you feeling in that one moment? He approaches Cobb Vanth. You get that close up for the first time, lifts up his hat. He looks fucking cool. Like yeah. I was genuinely like blown away at how he looked. I really loved the look. It was cool. It was, uh, it was a cool live action translation. I know you and I uh, have a, a, a little white, a little whiter, a little, a little pale. A little, but a little it doesn't matter, guys. Just kept being like, who cares? And then yeah, he was just left out in the sun for too long. Exactly. No, but that's it. The like whole time, the whole time I was looking at Cad Bane, I'm like, oh wait a minute, like maybe that species. What are they called again? I'm Duros. Sorry. The Duros. Maybe the Duros. Uh, maybe if they stay out in the sun too long. Their, their their skin gets a little bit paler. Maybe the older they get, the paler they get, kind of like... Um, uh, the chis, because there's a precedence yes. with that, where as they get older, their blue skin gets paler. But it's whatever. At this point, it's it's just... Guys, it's it's, but lost. to me, it just didn't seem practically necessary to have him that light. Like, clearly, he was a much darker shade of blue in but, just now in but, Bad Batch. But, but also, I feel like we're putting too much thought into this. So, like, who, I, I feel like we're putting more thought into this than the creators of the show, <laughs> almost. I mean, that's, Why? that's, I that's, that's the whole point, though. That, that's the whole point. We're what, the nerds. When the color of his gauntlets are basically the color of what his skin is supposed to be, I just find it unnecessarily... Yeah, those things were too blue, guys. I don't know why they chose, like, blue for that. It was weird. I didn't like that. It's, it's an aesthetic. Choice. I don't know. I guess it's to like make the contrast with all the browns, black, and all that. Because I understood the practical advantage of having Ahsoka's, uh, what are they called? Her uh, um, mantras or leku, something like you that. You know, the, the, the big bendy horns, right? Yeah, Anthony, big bendy horns. Big bendy horns. I mean, a room filled with costume designers out here. I, under I understood. <laughs> <laughs> I understood having the practical benefit of shortening them for Mando yeah. season two, okay? I don't understand the practical sure. benefit for Cad Bane. Okay. In this case. Anyway, we're, we're, moving We're going to move on from this point because sure. who cares? <laughs> I Cad care. Bane, baby. He showed up. Can, can, can we start talking about episode and seven? Hold on. No, hold no, no. Oh, the showdown. On. Hold I on. I died to talk about seven, guys. Hold on. The no, showdown. In the, the name showdown. of honor. Come on. We got to talk about it. The showdown is so well directed, but at the same time, I couldn't, I couldn't escape the feeling that, you know, we just got this in Bad Batch and we had already gotten that in that unfinished episode. Of, of, of how, uh, how many times are going to have like the, the cowboy show off you know no, but you know what I mean I, it did feel honestly a little and, bit uninspired and then it frankly. almost happens in the seventh episode again y y yes <laughs> it, it kind of does happen it, almost it do does happen but it's not as intense it's it like, no it doesn't play out like yeah that's what I mean but it's like it still kind of happens however I, don't, I like a little cowboy show off 100% but yeah, not show too off. much <laughs> show down show down sorry Damn. but I, I could not escape the feeling that 
wow, Cad Bane is on screen. This is incredible. Oh my God, we're at episode six. There's one left. What are we going to do? <laughs> Literally. Where are they going with this? And then episode seven happens. And Boba Fett rides a fucking Rancor. Yeah. He does ride a Rancor. And, uh, and that is easily for thing. me the best part of that episode. The Rancor looked incredible. I thought, again, the visual effects... Were team amazing really did a, a bang up job with and that they referenced like you know 40s king kong 70s king kong like it was just so, so just yeah, king kong didn't, didn't quite <laughs> well, catch no, that they, you have to too, put 40s and 70s just say king kong buddy the circus two, king kong there's there two different kong two, skull island was that that movie there yeah that's one of them and godzilla no, versus kong they're two different types of king kongs but look, diddy kong either way it's donkey cool kong returns when they did the rancor in the city they pulled from old like sort of monster movies like that was cool because yeah. it's like an old style monster i mean look i love monster movies as much as the next guy and uh it's pretty great i thought it was great it was oh, yeah. it was well done it was yeah. um i just don't feel like the way all the plot lines come together particularly feel satisfying for one the american graffiti biker gang guys i'm sorry they're a useless crew uh what are they doing in the show and they, I feel horrible for the actors, so, I really do, but I, I, I couldn't care less about a, a single one of them. they felt they're, so out of place, too. They really they're did. out of place. They are, like, they're prequel references, because this is straight Oh, give me a Lucas. break. No, it God. is. It's, it's, they're prequel references. So you mean, to tell me, Lucas. you mean to tell me that Boba Fett is putting together, he's putting a team together, right? Putting together a crew. A crew of the best bounty hunters available. And she has the tiniest gun. But... You mean to tell me, like, really, you couldn't actually make this show about Boba recruiting? And if you really want fan service, recruiting characters like IG-88, Boss. No, IG-88 doesn't <laughs> care. Fine. But characters like that, you really need they to give... They rebuild Taika Waititi from Mando. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I just don't feel like this group of youngsters were given enough time, both screen time and just, like, you know, I, I, I just, I, they just, they didn't, I don't care. I felt like they didn't even fit physically into the series. Yes. Like, we're in the sands of Tatooine. You get this person with a nice red arm. Like, I don't know. They, I think they worked because no. they represented not only this like sort of modern culture from the fifties and sixties, which is what inspired a lot of George Lucas's creations for the prequels. But it's that same prequel imagery where it's like, you know, the bright colors, the sleep But it designs. doesn't belong on Tatooine. I get that it's a reference. Everyone It's a contrast. It's not. It doesn't belong there. Well, George Lucas understood that. George Lucas didn't put these people on Tatooine. He put them on uh, episode two, the beginning. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> Coruscant? Naboo? I feel like it is Coruscant. But yeah, you know, you got the boys there. <laughs> I, listen. It just didn't come together in a way that, that, that satisfied me. Yeah. Okay? And again, more of that scream time is devoted to Grogu and Mando's reunion, which I thought was very sweet. It's very cute. So cute. He just leaps into 100%. Mm. But let's, let's kind of like deconstruct Grogu's place in that third act action sequence. He's a deus ex machina. No, no, not, not just that. So What's the mechanic is. lady's name again? I'm so sorry. Guys. Luke Skywalker FedExed Baby Yoda to Mando. <laughs> you did. Express R2. <laughs> How? Why did Luke not go with it? He did. I get that they want to save budget on CG, but it's like it's, a, it's almost insulting. I found. Listen. You get sent alone. <laughs> What's the like a, no like that the Seinfeld way where they just show his hand or the back of his head? Exactly. Like, like George Steinbrenner. <laughs> way more. Stu yeah, that would have been funny. There's something way more stupid going on in that episode. What's the mechanic lady's name? Pelly. Amy Sedaris. Pelly. You mean to tell me? Ah <laughs> uh, no no. No no yes. You mean to tell me? I'm kind of with him on this. <laughs> that you come into that third act. Deaf, <laughs> deaf. Essentially, how can you how can you possibly bring an infant into a war zone, she, not realizing it's a war zone? Are you deaf? She didn't know. How can you not possibly know? It's it's a bit of a stretch, guys. Like, it's a stretch. It's it's horrible. Also, the Scorpex um, droids, those those really really big, yeah. and those were from uh, what originally? Uh, the uh, concept art for Attack, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. That's right. <laughs> so all of a sudden, they start moving far quicker than they were before. Uh, the second, the second we need a chase scene with finally Matt. the chases are fast. <laughs> yeah. 
The, okay, I will say this. The chase scene with Mando, Grogu, and... Pelly. Pelly. Is, is, faster, is faster in pace than the bike chase in episode 3. That's and these are pimped out bikes. They're supposed to be the best P- of the best. Pimped out bikes and the Scorpex droids were considerably slower just five minutes earlier. So that's... that's it's a big suspension of disbelief. You mean to tell me you can't hear all these explosions, these these these, these blaster rifle shots? Basically, guys, like you're going into a war zone with a child. Guys, what are you, you doing? If you hear fireworks, uh, like come on, everyone I hears mean, fireworks. Come on. <laughs> to, to be fair, one is in Tatooine, like you know, littered with gunfire. Ah, come on. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that. But um. But the also point that, is, that reunion, you hear that gunfire. Why are you still bringing the kid, regardless? That reunion. Well, he was hidden under a blanket. He was fine. The, oh, listen, the reunion. Even the reunion. While it, it did touch my heart, it was sweet. Just because I love those two characters and we've yeah. been with them for so long. Mm-hmm. Two seasons. So I long. just genuinely <laughs> felt like that moment could have had way more time to breathe in his own show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I do not shoehorned into a third act. But Grogu, like like you said, is literally there just to put that rancor to sleep. And even then, that wasn't necessary. Danny Trejo explains in the previ- in the previous episode when they imprint on someone, they become attached to them emotionally. They trust them. That's the, the bond of trust. And we saw Boba Fett put in the effort to at least build that bond we, a bit. If, did we? <laughs> did we well, no, really? He, see he, it? he was petting her. Yeah. We saw it one episode. Listen, the Rancor didn't even technically need to go on a rampage. It just looked really cool, and, and it was uh, a cool idea. So it was a cool did. idea. I've been dying to talk about. Cad Bane's inclusion in this last in this finale, okay? To me, like again, factoring in everything I said before about condensing and moving moving episodes up and and blue, (laughs) Eiffel sixty five. What is it? Um, To me, Cad Bane clearly should have been the main antagonist from earlier on in the season. One hundred percent. You tie Cad Bane's uh, backstory with Boba's backstory, you actually show us their altercation when, you know, Boba gets the dent in the helmet. Cad disfigured Bane. Boba. You show uh, us a, another flash. can't believe I'm saying this. You show us a flashback <laughs> setting up Cad Bane's purpose and ties to Boba in this season. I mean, you, you set that up. Okay? I, mean, I, I, even I think hired gun for the pikes. That's no, but that's exactly but what it is. I think it's pretty cool that Cad Bane could get shot in the face and all he needs is the back of, an, the back of his head brand new. And well, no, back wasn't, to life. Wasn't, wasn't it like the front and back of it? Yeah, it kind of is a bit of the front, but like his, his face is untouched. Regardless, <laughs> regardless, I, as, as, such a, as such an important Star Wars character that Cad Bane is, his presence in this show was completely sidelined and shoehorned to the end. So much Too so, so much so that he wasn't even the one who killed the Tuscans. <laughs> they easily could have tied Cad Bane to that murder, to mm-hmm. that slaughter, but it's they didn't. Such an easy way out. It's such, such an, an easy, easy choice. An easy connection. You make Cad Bane's unfortunate demise. It seems what a waste. No offense. <laughs> carry far more weight. Because when Boba thrusts that gaffy stick, gaffy stick spear, <laughs> that spear through Cad Bane's chest, you would feel a strange bit of, I guess, satisfaction, mm-hmm. knowing that he was the one who was responsible. But no, he gets sidelined. We, he has no presence whatsoever throughout this entire season, and. I tend to question, you know, was his inclusion even necessary? What did it truly it do wasn't. for Boba? It was just fan service, guys. That's all it was. It fan was cool. service to then immediately dispose of the character in such a, in my opinion, kind of lackluster, lackluster way. Yeah, I, was I mean, the man was supposed to die in the Clone Wars. I, I, he was running on borrowed time. You have to understand, like, <laughs> borrowed time. 30 years is not borrowed time. <laughs> That's like overtime. <laughs> guys, I just want to throw this in there. I need to make this clear. If Cad Bane survived Book of Boba Fett because he gets a robot chest or something, I'm giving up on Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I don't know want to see that. I am not a fan of the whole, well, just throw him in a back-to-tank and now you can just... Just put a robot shoulder and he's fine, I guess. Uh, so that, 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 that's kind of unrelated because that's later. That's the after credit no, but, scene. No, no, no. I'm not talking exactly about that, real, but I'm saying in general. The only real kind of return from death is to Fennec Shand. And even then, I'm thankful of it because I really do like I the find character. Cad Bane was stretching it out too when he did it first in Bad Batch. Not, yeah. Cobb Vanth, you say he's dead and then you put him in the back. You're sh- they're, yeah. they're, they're making it like 
they they basically have the cure for death in this series. And it, I don't, it really I hate feels that. to me like we had talked about this like uh, the other it's, day. Uh, t- it feels like a Star Trek Into Darkness like magic blood kind yeah. of situation. Or, and to me, you already introduced force healing. Mm-hmm. Now you mean to tell me that you also somewhat have a cure for death in a sense? Or even it, it or, reminds me of the Marvel movie because like I think like I love Marvel. We all know that. But whenever they kill off a character and they come back, it's like it's always a bit annoying in a way, like especially in the movies. It's like you can't even commit to that. I, I it's, it's getting on my nerves now. Like I've had too much of it. I, I just to me it just substantially lowers the stakes moving forward. Exactly. You know, you wanted to shoot Cobb Vanth, like, and they made it very clear that Cobb Vanth gets shot once, and then that poor deputy and gets shot like twenty times. Why did he need robot parts? We literally saw that deputy cease to exist. Like he, he got shot. Got cooked. Oh man, uh, I just. Anyway, to, re- to listen to wrap up our, our thoughts about the show, uh, we just genuinely felt like disappointed. It, we felt disappointed, but it, it just it it could have been something else. It they missed out on a lot of good opportunities. I found they, there's a lot they could have done and they didn't. For everything Boba Fett does right, it also does wrong. For for me anyway, we have one great moment, but then it gets sort of sidelined by something else that just takes you out of it. That's why for me it's not as spectacular as Mando, but I, 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 I would I would say I was not disappointed by Boba Fett. It just it didn't meet my expectations. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't have high expectations, and I was still let down <laughs> somehow. Like it's Anthony the, really didn't have any. Like high I, expectations. I said it before, the, yeah. the trailers didn't really impress me, and then I watched the show, and it was exactly what the trailers pretty much promised. Uh, not much. <laughs> I actually don't feel like it was anything like that the trailers promised at all. I, I felt like we we just got a completely different show. Uh, I just I just no, but for but not in terms of story. I mean, more but in like, terms of like quality. Yeah, yeah I, I just yeah. I wasn't impressed. I'm, I'm sorry to say, I was disappointed. <sighs> You know. Also, just want to add. Uh, remember when we were at Alex's house watching uh, the the first episode where uh, Cad Bane shows up, and then right after, I'm like, "Yo, imagine they brought him into the show just to die later." You know what? That morning, <laughs> I was going to the comic store, and I told my friend Mark, "I'm like, Mark, he's in mourning now." I'm like, oh. "I watched him kill Cad Bane." He's like, "They're not gonna do that." And he says, "I don't want them to do that." <laughs> <laughs> Because he loves Cad Bane. I think we all love Cad Bane. He's such yeah, a cool I, character. I, I love him, but I also hate him. I have no problem. Man is a menace. I think he just I, overstayed his welcome. I have no... Overstayed his welcome. I have no problem killing off Cad Bane, but doing it in the way that they did... Was with very disappointing. With su- such a short amount of screen time that he yeah, actually I had. I liked it because it was a very similar sort of fight to like Maul and Obi-Wan in Rebels. It was short and sweet. Mm-hmm. And... It was impactful only if you knew their past. But the thing is, you only know it because you watched other things. If they had showed it... Other things that aren't even finished. Guys, they say the final... And and even just like in general with the Clone Wars series. Cad Bane tells him his final lesson is uh, you care to... Or whatever he says. But we didn't even see the second or third lesson, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 showed it at the beginning of the episode... Make him a predominant Mm -hmm. presence throughout the whole season. Make Mando's inclusion... Limited. Not necessarily... Well, more limited, yeah. maybe, but move it up in the season. Just Give the show episodes. time to breathe. Episode 6 could have been a perfect Cad Bane episode instead of a 20-minute Luke Skywalker one. Even though I loved it. I loved the Luke stuff. Even though it was you know, a bit jarring sometimes. Get voice just, actors, not robots to voice your characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing for sure, do not voice AI. As no, no It sounded robots. amazing, but it lacked that sort of human The element. guy has no emotion. He's a robot. There's no other way to put it. He's God, a, he looks so he's good, a bigger though. droid than R2. He looks so All this good. to say, instead Stop of that. having the Luke stuff, that 20 minutes could have been perfect for developing Cad Bane and Boba Fett's relationship. For sure. Well, I mean, listen, guys. I, I feel like uh, that's maybe a good wrap-up for our spoiler segment of the book of yeah. Boba yeah, Fett. I would say just overall, they were disappointed. I wasn't... Amazing for me, but I, I, I had a great time. But I again, if, if if you really enjoy the show and you love the show... All the power to you, All man. the power to you, because you know what? We know a few people like that. We know a few other people who are maybe... Feel the opposite. Feel the opposite. Like, Yo, maybe even <laughs> harsher, yeah, harsher than, than maybe we do at this court yeah. side of the table. Um, you know, Star Wars is something special, man. And something that vast... Um, you're going to have mixed opinions, uh, I, I think. For sure. Yeah, you're always going to have a lot of 
varying opinions because everyone's sort of idea of what Star Wars should be is different, and especially exactly Star Wars has a massive fan base for sure. So there has to be a lot more room for more nuanced opinions and more sort of discussion rather than just oh you thought you you you, uh, you hated it oh you're a hater whatever you didn't like the last jedi i hate you <laughs> okay yeah that we're gonna save last jedi talk for another time Oof. spoiler i like the I, movie. I don't even know if i ever want to talk about the last jedi i do just want to address it because it's just it's so controversial but i, I, I know like if it's just, just put that out there at least it'll be it's so divisive anyway i like the movie <laughs> uh-oh yeah. Anyway, so we just, just lost a huge following of people. Guys, please continue watching. I'm sorry. Speaking of that, um, we hope that this was fun. Uh, this is our first time doing this. So I guess that's the show. Episode one. I think that's the show. I think uh -huh. it's a, this is a natural place to wrap up. That's all, folks. Yeah, Guys. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. What can I say? We had a blast. Uh, please stay tuned. We got more content coming up soon. Mm -hmm. uh, not 100% certain about maybe the order yet, but Uncharted is going to be coming up. Peacemaker. Peacemaker is one the of them. The Batman. The Batman. I am so hyped for the Batman. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Absolutely. And Whoa. Like I, and like I said earlier, uh, that Spider-Man No Way Home uh, deep dive that so many people really want us to talk about. So that's all going to be coming. Uh, again, so thank that's it. So I think that's our show. And guys, don't forget to support your local comic book stores. They need your help.